Welcome to Living Within the Sweet Spot with your host, Nikki Klegel. Have you been searching for that something within you? The one thing that is designed to bring abundance into your life? Are you not finding it yet? By partnering with God, you are sure to discover the key to living a happier and more fulfilling life. Now, here is Nikki Klegel. Hello, everyone. Yes, this is Nikki Klegel with Fulfill Your Legacy, and I am so happy that you are here with us on Living Within the Sweet Spot. I am an author, coach, and speaker. I'm also the founder of Fulfill Your Legacy, where I help people deeply partner their life with God. I help them define their life purpose, clarify the direction in which they're going so they can reach their goals higher than they ever thought possible. I do this by helping them partner their life with God and really tapping into the Trinity so they can have relationships that are stronger than they ever thought possible, and they can just feel some health and wellness come over them, and they can really do things that they never thought were possible. Listen to this verse in Matthew 19, 26. But Jesus looked at them and said, with man, this is impossible, but with God, everything is possible. So that's what we're going to be talking about today. I want to share with you real quick how this goes down. So this whole thing is based off my book, Awakening the Living Legacy. Look at all those tabs in there. This, that's how I coach straight out of my book. But what I want you to know is there's six parts to this book, and we are only in the second part. Each time what we do is we break each section, each part into four chapters. The four chapters always go the same. We look at what our problems are. We really consider, okay, how things are affecting our life, you know, what, what things are holding us back. And then the next thing we do is we look at what the word tells us. And so if we really focus on what the word is telling us, we get direction, right? And then we go ahead and look at the gifts. I want you to buy into it. I want you to own it. And sometimes knowing what can happen or can't happen, if we follow what the word tells us, makes a huge difference. And then last, we make a choice. So that's what we're on today. Last four uh, weeks, we really looked at partnering your life with God. That was the beginning, knowing that I am his and he is mine. And that was the name of that section of the, of the book. And now we're in this perfectly imperfect place. And I've been encouraging really to see yourself as perfectly imperfect. We're living in these sinful bodies, right? And so we screw up and we make mistakes. Um, we've got outside influences all over this world trying to teach us and tell us how to behave, how to act, and it, they're also sinful. So we're all making mistakes. We're doing our best, but we're doing a lot of good things too. It's just I want more for you. I want you to tap into all of what God teaches us so that we can really get into this great place of, yes, owning our imperfections, but only enough to learn from them. Only enough to move forward and really step out into the greatness that we know we can have if we really turn and look to God. All right, so we are ready. We are in the last chapter of Perfectly Imperfect. That means it's down to let's make a choice. Okay, so I have three things that I really want us to talk about. First of all, real change. This is a quote straight out of my book. For real change and transformation, we need to decide on owning the truth about ourselves and then acting in faith to the glory of God. I mean, honestly, we can get quite arrogant if we simply just count on ourselves and we're going to get go, good effects. We are hardworking people. We're great people. We're going to get good effects from this. But if we get stuck in that, always depending on ourselves, always just looking to ourselves for the corrections, we need to do that. That's only half of it. 
When we only look to ourselves, we're going to get the benefits of that, and then we're going to be pretty darn proud of ourselves, right? Okay, that's all good, but what about the other half? Don't you want more than what yourself can offer? I do. I see that these people that work with me and partner their life deeply with God heal from things that are that go deep. They heal further than they ever thought possible. And that's because we have something more than just the world, more than our own selves working on this. And those healing places, when they're really recovered with the work of the Trinity, I mean, you can do some great things. I see time after time after time, people that I coach with, Turning around and not only becoming in a really good place themselves, they turn around and they want to go and, and do this for other people. One of my favorite things that my company has evolved into is this place where it's called Launch Your Legacy. I've worked with these people on Awaking the Living Legacy, tapping in, waking themselves up to all this glory and might that we can get, right? Grace, mercy, joy, energy, all this stuff, right? But then after they get that, then they're like, I have to share this. I have to share this with the world. And and I want to give other people this. And so I kept sending them off to other places to go get help so that they could, you know, teach other people and do this. I, I'm going to highlight somebody where I keep sending them. I, I'm going to highlight somebody in the next part. But the thing is, I've done it myself now, and so I want to show them how to do that. So I have this launch your legacy thing. So get to me if you're listening and you're kind of in this place that you've received this healing and grace, and you feel like you're kind of in this perfectly imperfect place, and you're wondering what to do with it, contact me, reach out, and I will help you. Okay, so the next thing, though, so this real kind of transformation that happens, you transformation that you just can't hold in and you want to share, right? So I want you to think of this verse because we really have a choice and we're in the section of choice, right? So we really have a choice. Are we going to move forward with blind faith and trying to heal ourselves? We don't even see, maybe we've done something so bad, we don't even see how we could ever get healed from this. We don't see how we can ever see ourselves in a better light. So we can stay in that place or we can move forward in blind faith. Listen to this verse. I'm going to read it. Isaiah 40, 31. But those who trust in the Lord will renew their strength. Okay, when you feel like you don't have the strength to even get to that place, trust in the Lord. He'll give you the power, the might, the grace, all that. Let me finish. They will soar on wings like eagles. They will run and not grow weary. They will walk and they will not faint. I can't tell you how many people I started coaching originally where that's where, that's where they were when they came, came to me. They're just like beaten down and living in this place of their mishaps. And those are human. I, there's no judgment um, for me. I see how we make our mistakes. I understand where... Um, I see the world screwing up and I have grace for it. And it comes from love. It comes from a deep love that doesn't come from just me. It's a bigger love than that because you, you come when people, um, even to me, people to me are sinful and hurtful and, and wronging me. And I've had some bad things happen to me. You can't just get over this yourself. You've got to call on God and you have to be able to move past all this world stuff to do that. Okay, the next thing. So we just talked about this kind of three things that are really going to help us get to this place where we're in a perfect place. It doesn't, now listen to that. Are we in a perfect place is the name of the chapter. Is that saying, are we perfect? 
No, it's challenging you to be with God because that's a perfect place. With God, we're able to be over all these things, over these setbacks. Okay, so that's the first section. Now, the next thing I want to talk about is energy. This is something you like cannot get out of me, right? And I want this for other people and I see this. I started to talk about this a little. I'll have somebody call me and they are weary and they are beaten down and it literally sucks the life out of you to remain in these places. One, just remaining in the world, doing it on your own, hanging in there in the world, trying to, I don't know, trust the world to make you feel better. But if you can really partner your life with God, this there's an energy that comes from that. And there's so much power in surrender. Surrender to what this world is telling you and just step into the truths that are written. There's so much power in that and, and energy. And I want that for you. So I want you to think about Philippians 2, 13 through 23. It's a big verse and I could dissect it. It would literally take us 20 minutes. It's a good one. You go ahead and do that. There's um, different versions of the Bible, the message Bible, and then also NIV and standard. I love both of those, but The verse, the regular verse is, for it is God who works in you both to will and to work good for his pleasure. So that is where we kind of start to tap into this energy and joy and and work and all this stuff. But the Message Bible literally says, for that energy that God works in you. I mean, it specifically says energy, and that's what I think is so awesome. Okay, now we've talked about this um, transforming power you get from God when you really live in that place. Then we talked about, okay, blindly stepping out, right, and and tapping into this energy. And there's so many, go to my website. I always tell you this, go to my website, go to free resources. It's under work with me. And you can get podcasts, you can get free downloads that really help you tap into the Trinity so that you can get all this healing power. I'm going to, take, I'm going to talk to you one sec about it because I just want to keep moving. Okay, so one is God, right? Strength that we get from God. So that's Trinity. We think of God, the love, the strength, the grace, okay? So then we step into Jesus. That's really where the mercy and grace comes, right? So now God is love. God is power, so we need that, but we need Jesus. So we're not living in this muck. Honestly, it's holding us down. And yes, we did it. We need to own it. We need to make plans. The whole next four chapters are plans and our goal setting. It's going to be so fun. I actually want to bring firm back during that, that time, but those weeks are all booked. But the goal setting is so great. But right now, we know we need grace to see ourselves as perfectly imperfect, right? And then you get the Holy Spirit. I mean, do you not want the Trinity, right? The Holy Spirit literally whispering and breathing in you, helping you make wise choices because you have insight and nudges that we know are right. But when we're listening to the world and following what the world tells us, it's not always getting it right. Um, We can't disregard the world either. There's so... God gave all the people in this world brains. Honestly, he gave all the people in this world hearts and hands. And so he sent Jesus to walk here in this world. We can't can't disregard this world. It's a fabulous place, but we have to be grounded. We have to know where the truth is and stick with me because I want to help show you that and I want to keep that straight in your mind. All right, so... We talked about these three, these two things. Now I really want us to look at choice. And that's what this chapter is really all about. So choice is free will, right? 
We know this, free will. Sometimes I have clients that come to me and they feel so unworthy. That's the best way I can describe it. They almost feel like they're not deserving of this. And so I want you to think of, I think I talked about this in uh, two weeks ago. Go back and listen if you want. But if you think of your own child, think of your own child screwing up. I know I've got people on here. I know I have people listening who have children that have that are stuck in bad footholds. I've coached them. Their kids are maybe addicted to drugs or alcohol. They're maybe lost and they don't even know where they're at. They maybe themselves feel um, like they're in a horrible place. But if your child, think of your child really screwing up, right? If they came running back to you and said, I'm done with it, wouldn't you just grab them? Wouldn't you just hold on to them and just say, thank you, Jesus? That's that's the kind of love that we have for our kids. And we're not even able to love like God does. I mean, we try, but we've got these sinful bodies and fleshy bodies on. It's the truth. We do a good job. When we get God into us, we're able to love deeper. I mean, look at that. I don't even have a kid in trouble, but I was just thinking about some of my patients who are patients, my clients who have um, kids fighting things. And my heart goes out to them because, you know, when you get God in, you're really able to tap into that, um, that love that is just unconditional. And that's what God feels for us. So if any of you listening have screwed up in a big way, it doesn't matter. All God wants is you back. That's it. He just wants you back and he's going to, um, like I did, <laughs> in motion. He's just going to embrace you and and now it's clean slate and let's get going and let's not just sit there then and say thank you and sit idle. What happens is when you really get in this place of acceptance and I am his, he is mine, you almost literally, you have this transformation where you literally start thinking, how can I get back? How can I use this love? And like instantly you start going into um, setting yourself up for great plans. That is why the next section of the book is called Wise Choices Works. Okay, so that's where we goal set and all that. Okay, so let's think here. I have two minutes left till break. All right, so the last thing I guess I want to talk about is Inside Out. So this is a coaching program that I have that I think is awesome. And I really want you to understand this because when we get to this place where we really have this unconditional love and we're, it's sitting right with our soul, we understand we've kind of let go. We've gotten the power of this sort of surrendering. Something happens where you're able to see other people inside out. So now where these people once used to, you would judge them. You were frustrated with them. You were angry at them. They hurt you. All these things. Somehow now your mind is able to and your heart is able to see them for who they are, which is also a child of God. That means that they may be with God or they may not be with him right now. But heck, you've been there. I've been there. I've been there when I'm close to God and when I'm far away. You start to understand, see, what we need to remember is that God knows everything about everyone. He knows who's even been exposed to God. He knows who's grown up in a family or an environment where they were like, you don't need God. God's dumb. You, you Look at how smart you are. Look how powerful you are. You're doing great. We don't know. He knows what trials they've been through, what abuse they've been through. He knows what mistakes they've made and how they're hanging on to all that. He knows. And when we have our biggest trials on trying to love people and see people um, perfectly imperfect, 
the biggest thing is not hearing their story. That's my advice. Get to know these people. And then when you hear your story, there's acceptance and there's grace because you get it. And then there's love. I only have about 30 seconds left here. So I want to go ahead and just visit with you a little about a bit about what comes back after break. So don't leave us. Stick with us on break. I'll be live on Facebook still. In fact, you guys listening, if you want to find me uh, live, go to Nikki Klegel at Fulfill Your Legacy. I have two pages, my personal one and my work one. Go to Fulfill Your Legacy and you can see this on live streaming. And I'd love to see you and I'd love to see your comments up there. It's so fun. So yeah, tune back in. You are listening to Living Within the Sweet Spot and I cannot wait to bring Fern Gorn in. I cannot wait to tell you who she is and how I know her. I will see you soon. your world. Motivate. Change. Succeed. VoiceAmericaEmpowerment.com. We give all we have to our work, pushing ourselves to be a success. We go the extra mile for our children, giving them every shot at life. We run from one activity to the next, rarely enjoying a meal together. And it's threatening our families, relationships, bodies, and our future. Author, coach, and speaker, Nikki Klegel, developed a proven process for navigating through this life with joy, success, and energy by partnering with God every step of the way. Nikki offers guidance for life purpose, positive self-esteem, successful goal setting, success after setbacks. Gaining forgiveness, freedom, and accepting abundance are attainable. This life-transforming coaching experience is based on Nikki's book, Awaking the Living Legacy, and is now offered in a self-study at the Living Legacy Academy. For more information, visit NikkiKlegel.com. That's NikkiKlegel.com. Change your world. Change your life. VoiceAmericaEmpowerment.com. This is Living Within the Sweet Spot with Nikki Klegel. The phone lines are ready for you to call in and connect with our program at 1-888-346-9141. That's 1-888-346-9141. If you're feeling a bit shy, send Nikki an email to Nikki at NikkiKlegel.com. Now, back to Living Within the Sweet Spot. Hello, everyone. Yes, this is Nikki with Fulfill Your Legacy. I am so happy you are here with us again on Living Within the Sweet Spot. So I am starting this where I'm bringing in what I think is an expert guest in this middle section. And so, yes, as you know, we are really drilling down in this section on self-love. And so I... As you know, I'm a life coach. Many times, if you follow me on my blogs, on my podcast, I talk about the certification that I got and that I love so much. And I got that from Life Purpose Institute. And this is the owner and founder of Life Purpose Institute. I want you to meet her. She's also a therapist and a life coach herself. And she's going to give us some insight into life purpose. So Fern, go ahead and introduce yourself and thank you so much for being here. Oh, absolutely. It's wonderful to be here. Yes, I'm Fern Gorn, Director of Life Purpose Institute. And I started this back in 1984. So I've been at it a long time. 
Yeah, yeah. So I know that you have a passion about this. I mean, if we just look, the whole first section, if you heard, was on life purpose and and starting it out by adopting your life with God. Now, I'm very spiritual coach and at Life Purpose Institute, we have a hunk of that, but we also have life coaching that isn't this way. But you have been working on something special that has to do with um, self-love and that. So tell us a little bit about that. Yes. Well, let's let's talk about self-love. I want to give you a couple other words that are related to that. Self-confidence and self-esteem. So a lot of people experience a lack of self-confidence. They don't feel good about themselves. There's another level when you get to self-love, which means that you're accepting and appreciating yourself and also forgiving yourself for your imperfections. And I love the chapter title you had about perfectly imperfect because we are. And so Part of self-love is making peace with who you are, what is unique and special about you, but also honoring those those so-called weaknesses, those imperfections within you. Yeah. So one of the things that is related to this uh, is our critic and our doubter. So what makes people feel bad about themselves? What makes people feel like they're not worthy of love or that they're not good enough? or that there's something wrong with them, or they shouldn't love themselves because that's boastful, okay? So the critic and doubter, the voice within us, we all have parts of ourselves. This is a human uh, side of ourselves. Uh, And we listen to those parts. The critic might say, you're not good enough, or what makes you think that you're so great, or whatever your critic or doubter says. And so part of self-love is hearing that voice. Um, Over the years, I've had a chance to work with 12,000 clients. I mean, that's what I did. And then I started the coach training school at Life Purpose Institute. And I really got to witness people. And I found that the first step to self-love is having people even hear that voice within them, that critic, that doubter. Now, you might say, well, that's the devil. That's something else. And in my experience, it's we learn that. We learn that from our parents, from society. It's that critical voice within us. And the first step is to even hear that. Uh, A lot of people have that, but they ignore it or try to get rid of it. And in all the studies I've done, as we start to embrace that part and honor it, that it's here to serve or protect us, that that part of us wanted nothing bad to happen to us, was afraid when we had something bad happen to us, Maybe we were horrible in math, so now the critic says, oh, you're, you, won't do, you won't do well in math, or you can't add, or whatever it says. Whatever those experiences are, it's protecting us from having that pain again, because we were in pain. So it's a protective part of us. And as we honor that it's trying to protect something that's vulnerable, something bad that happened, we start to realize that as we hear that part, we can also hear that voice of God, that voice of spirit, that voice within us that encourages us and says, you know, yeah, you're not good at math, but, or you're, yes, you may not be good at that thing, but you have these other strengths. So I've worked with many people that have tried to kill that critic, get rid of that part. And I found much more healing to accept that as a part of us, something we learned, uh, something that is based on some beliefs that we have about ourselves, about the world. Okay. That's awesome. That's awesome. Um, I love listening to that because didn't she just like recap the last two weeks like perfectly? Like I love how she talked about 
owning that, you know, owning those places where we were at, that was that whole section of the problem and, and embracing it. I mean, it's part of who we are, right? But not living in it because you did this, because this happened to you doesn't mean you are that. I love that. That's so awesome. For I asked if you might have a story or a situation you could kind of share with us that could really give someone an example of how someone has really stepped into this kind of place of maybe not seeing themselves as um, self-worth worthy or high confidence and then kind of transitioning to this place where, you know, they're really sitting right. Yes. Well, I remember working with a client uh, that she, for the longest time, was trying to increase her income, trying to get a better salary, trying to get a raise, trying to advance in her company. And so, as I worked with her, I noticed she had a lot of beliefs about herself, that she wasn't worthy, that they didn't see her of value, that there was something wrong with her, and she gave me the list. Yeah. So we, we worked on all of this. And um, beliefs are so strong. Beliefs hold people in a certain place about themselves. And so as we worked on these things, she realized one of the common beliefs is, I am not good enough. I'm not good enough. So that might mean I'm not good at this or I'm not pretty enough. I'm not smart enough. I'm too old. I'm too young. I'm too whatever. Okay. So she had all these beliefs. And what I find with this belief of I'm not good enough is we are good at some things, but not others. So sometimes we're good. Sometimes we're not good. So that's how we're made here as humans. (laughs) We have things that are good about us, things that are not so good about us, right? So if she made peace with maybe she's not so good at some things on her job, but she has these strengths. She contributes enormously to the company. Um, she really forgave herself for her imperfections. And so as she did that, do you know, within a week and a half, she got a raise. Awesome. So as we shift those things in ourselves, it's, it seems like it's reflected in the outside world until we get it, until we mm-hmm. do the healing that is necessary, until we forgive ourselves, accept ourselves, nothing on the outside can show up. Yeah. And it so reinforces your kind of earlier statement about honestly just owning who you are, knowing for self-evaluating, really knowing who you are. And as we talked about in the first section, we talked about gifts and talents. And so did Fern here. She's like, you you have things that you're really good at and you can and grow those things. But she was needing to make a choice and she left that place of sort of living in when things aren't when I'm not good at and sort of living in the things that she is good at. And I just love that story. That is great. So tell me a little bit, because I think we have some time yet. Tell me a little bit about things that you see people do that truly holds them back. You've kind of touched on oh, some of these already. Many. Yeah, there, there's a lot of things. And I do want to talk about how you move forward because I think that's important. To well, realize. okay. So yeah. do, you, do you want to just do that now? We no, might run out of town. Let's hold okay. it back. Okay. Yeah. So what holds people back is they have a lot of fears, doubts, and insecurities. So it might be fear of failure. It might be what are other people going to think. Fear of being vulnerable. Like, what I found is that when people are truest to themselves, to their gifts, to their purpose, that often it's the scariest because when you're, let's say you're going to, to a job and you're doing somebody else's work, <laughs> then you don't have to be as real. But when it's you, when it's really what's inside of you, then mm-hmm. it's vulnerable. Mm-hmm. Okay. So what if this me that I'm showing that's real 
isn't good enough? Mm -hmm. Um, What if people judge it? Um, Doubts about oneself. Can I really do this? Uh, there's so many different ones. So I know you asked me to talk about what can we do. So what yes, do you I'm do? moving forward. Yeah, what do you do if, if you're aware you're lacking self-confidence, you're lacking that self-esteem, you're lacking that self-love? It's Even the concept of self-love might be foreign to you because we don't talk about it in our society. And by the way, self-love is different than pride because self-love is a genuine appreciation of who you are and it's an appreciation of yourself as a, as a divine being is somebody that has something unique and special about you where pride is saying, you know, I'm so great. You know, all the gifts come from God. So it's really honoring that we are a unique person, but not being in a, in a prideful place. But so what do you do? One is notice that critic doubter, notice it, embrace it, see it as a part of you that's protecting you. Now, it, ma- it sometimes you have to change some behaviors. So it's how are you treating yourself? Are you treating yourself with kindness, with care? So there's a technique we do in the life coach training, and it's about starting to change those old patterns, those old grooves. So maybe if you don't love yourself, maybe you don't treat yourself as well as you could. So are there some steps you take to demonstrate genuine self-care, self-love. For example, let's say um, a wonderful thing you do for yourself is take a long, luxurious bath or you take a a beautiful walk. Is there something self-loving you can do? Um, Is there something you're not, you don't feel good enough, but um, can you go ahead and just do a little bit of it and give yourself permission to make mistakes? Can you, let's say you don't feel good enough to really speak up for yourself. Can you speak up for yourself once this week? So what I find is with old behaviors, you have to change them a little bit at a time. It's not an overnight experience necessarily. What can you do that would be a baby step to start changing some of those behaviors, some of those thoughts? When you start to change your behavior, your thoughts start to change. When you treat yourself with love, when you treat yourself with care, what could you do to care for yourself a little bit more? Do you even take time to appreciate yourself? Some people have write acknowledgments, write down, what did I do good today? Because maybe you're not even seeing what you did good because you're easy to point out on yourself. Uh, There's a phrase people say, I'm hard on myself. That means that you're not noticing the good things. And that also means you have a strong critic that you need to pay attention to. You know, it clamors and clamors and clamors until you give it attention. When you hear it and you just acknowledge it, I know you're protecting me. I know you're scared of blah, blah, blah. It quiets down. Yeah. It's a protective part of you. Yeah. That's good. Do you have more? Yeah. Um, (laughs) We've got a couple minutes. There's always more. (laughs) Yeah, so changing your behaviors mm-hmm. will really help um, increase that self-love. Um, I so have another question very, for you. Yes, go ahead. Do you mind? Okay, so um, yeah, you, you know, I love how you're talking a lot about um, thoughts, you know, really. Right. Yeah, and so we're studying right now on my, my uh, Facebook page, The Power of Neuroplasticity. Oh, yes. And I love that. And I actually love like so much of what you're saying, Fern, is so cool because it's, it's, I always do the a very spiritual side of this mixing science 
that we know is true. There's so right. much wisdom to it. Right. And I mix it with faith. So, you know, maybe when I say think on something positive, I might be thinking on, okay, so what is what is some truths in the word that that is positive about you on right. that, you know, kind of re- reaffirmations. But this power of neuroplasticity is like, the programming and how much that makes a difference in the more, like you said, start with one thing, just start with one thing and then right. keep it going and stuff. Exactly. Yeah. Do you have, yeah, um, yeah oh, go yeah. ahead. I can talk about neuroplasticity. Yeah, go yeah, ahead. It used, to be un, um, it used to be understood that once you have a behavior or you have a way of being, um, let's say you're around people that don't treat you with love and respect to the, to the level you want to be treated at, the level of care. Um, it used to be thought, okay, well, I'm just whatever, and you just allow those kind of behaviors. Or you just think about yourself a certain way, and it's always been that way. You're always self-critical, or you're always holding yourself back, or you're always uh, procrastinating, or you're always overeating, or you're always whatever you are. It used to be thought that once you're set, you're set. Now with neuroplasticity, neurobiology, they're finding that you can make changes at whatever age you're at, that the brain is actually much more able to, to make the changes that you want to make. Yeah. And it's interesting because, um, you know, we have to work with the subconscious mind. There's the conscious and the subconscious mind. And the subconscious, um, one thing you can do is you can, right before bed, you can affirm some positive things about yourself because that's when we're, when we're in the theta state is when we're more receptive, that subconscious mind. Sometimes when we're awake, that's the conscious mind. But when we're right before sleep or first thing in the morning, if you feed yourself positive thoughts, then those imprint much more naturally into their subconscious. And you know, 90% of what controls our behavior in relationships and jobs in our lives is the subconscious mind. So, you know, one of the things uh, about Nikki, too, you're feeding people positive thoughts. As we feed ourselves positive thoughts and are around positive people, um, what happens is that uh, that starts to work on the subconscious mind. Mm -hmm. You can change. You can really adopt that um, feeling of self-love, that self-confidence and self-esteem. It takes a while, but do notice what you do right. Mm-hmm. And you do more right than what you do wrong in the course of a day. So do yeah. notice that. Write them down. Yeah. Be yourself in your goodness and your greatness. Yeah. You're not, not going to be good across the board. It just doesn't happen that way. Not as a human being. So mm-hmm. just notice the things you do well and you have a right. You are worthy of receiving love, of giving love, of feeling good about yourself just as you are. You don't have to change a thing. I mean, God mm-hmm. accepts us so it's okay to accept yourself. It really is okay to love, appreciate, and accept yourself. That's a beautiful place to kind of end with your things. I think that's an absolute truth. So we have just a couple minutes and I want people to understand where it is that I got trained and what that is all about. Do you mind taking a second and sharing with everyone? I'm so, there are a few things that I know changed the course of my life. Life Purpose Institute, getting my certification there was one of them. And also writing my book under the publishing company with Carrie was the other one. And he's going to be a guest on fairly soon too, because I know there's stories out there for everyone. So Fern, tell us a little more about Life Purpose Institute. Well, I think that when you're truly open to your purpose, that magical things can happen. So 
my purpose kind of hit upon me, which it does with many people. So I was actually in the field of counseling and I, I wasn't seeing results. So I started praying and asking for my purpose. And next thing you know, I had these questions coming through my mouth and I started getting people clear on their purpose. And so that was back in 1984 and within three months I had a full practice. So I'm convinced that when you're following your life purpose, doors open, things happen that otherwise could not happen. (laughs) Amen. (laughs) Be be open when you ask for your purpose as to what is going to come. And sometimes it comes in clues too. It doesn't all come at one time. So that's okay too. So I started uh, coaching people. And did that for 18 years. And then we started the school. And the school really is about training people to go out and serve others. It's beautiful to see people move forward. You know, coaching is known for wonderful results in people's lives that they really, they talk about making changes. They talk about um, not only discovering their life purpose, but but implementing it, doing it. They talk about a whole range of human problems like losing weight, changing jobs, improving a marriage, having better life balance. So we train people to serve others. You know, a lot of you have come, um, uh, are people that other people turn to for advice, for suggestions, for comfort. You know who you are. And (laughs) those are the kinds of people that make great coaches because people are already flocking to them and they have something to give. So we love training coaches that want to go serve others. So it's been a pleasure um, being here today. Yeah. Love to, if any of you want to talk about coach training, um, just so happy to be here today. And so yes. proud of Nikki. I mean, she mm-hmm. started off getting trained as a coach and here she is on this amazing yeah. Show contributing to so many people. So thank you for having me on, Nikki. Thank you. And you may stay to question answers. Everyone just hang on, come back after break because we've got some really good questions out there. Fern might be able to help us if she's available, but come back to live in life within the sweet spot. your world. Motivate. Change. Succeed. VoiceAmericaEmpowerment.com. We give all we have to our work, pushing ourselves to be a success. We go the extra mile for our children, giving them every shot at life. We run from one activity to the next, rarely enjoying a meal together. And it's threatening our families, relationships, bodies, and our future. Author, coach, and speaker, Nikki Klegel, developed a proven process for navigating through this life with joy, success, and energy by partnering with God every step of the way. Nikki offers guidance for life purpose, positive self-esteem, successful goal setting, success after setbacks, gaining forgiveness, freedom, and accepting abundance are attainable. This life-transforming coaching experience is based on Nikki's book, Awaking the Living Legacy, and is now offered in a self-study at the Living Legacy Academy. For more information, visit NikkiKlegel.com. That's NikkiKlegel.com. Build your better business. Achieve that goal. Make good on that resolution. The Voice America Empowerment Channel. It's your world. Motivate. Change. Succeed. This is Living Within the Sweet Spot with Nikki Klegel. The phone lines are ready for you to call in and connect with our program at 1-888-346-9141. That's 
346-9141. If you're feeling a bit shy, send Nikki an email to Nikki at NikkiKlegel.com. Now, back to Living Within the Sweet Spot. Hello, everyone. Yes, this is Nikki with Fulfill Your Legacy. I'm so happy you are back with us. And we are in one of my favorite parts of the show. And it's really where people have emailed or they call in and they just have things they want help with. So Fern has been great and decided to stay on and give some input. I know she'll have some great stuff for us. And so this is coming from Jim. So I'm going to read the email. So Jim says, I've done the unthinkable thing to my wife and family. I do not deserve or sometimes even want to be okay with my life and who I am. I have been listening to your show and it is making me want to fix things and try to get things right again. I don't even know where to start, how to start, what to do next. So first of all, um, Jim, um, Right away, I just, there's a couple things that are coming to me. And and for one, you're owning. Fern and I both talked about just sort of getting to this place where you recognize some things that, you know, aren't right. You don't need to live in that place. But so I I guess I just want to honor the fact that you're owning what you've done. Um, You know, you, you are saying the unthinkable. So we don't really know. We're kind of guessing at what that might be. But I I want you to know that there's nothing, I'm a spiritual coach, so I'm going to say this for Fern gets on, but there is nothing you can do that, um, that God can't work through. And so owning that is a good place to start. And then the next thing that I want to just focus on is what we've been talking about a lot, like you... um, not focusing on you being perfect because we're screwing up, all of us. It's more, are you living in a perfect place or not? And when you step into this place with God, um, all the teachings we get out of the word that feed us with these positive and true thoughts instead of getting sucked into the, the, the spiral, the almost trap that we can get when we're thinking, I'm a schmuck, I screwed up, I did this, we can live in that place. And it, it just doesn't do anything for us. And so I hear almost in your little paragraph, um, speaking of this already starting to turn in you, you know, you feeling this way, but then saying, but now I'm listening. It's kind of what Fern was saying, where I'm listening and I'm hearing this. And now I kind of believe I'm, there might be hope. And so I really appreciate that. And then um, I want to talk about the choice. And that's the section we're in. I'm going to let Fern take over on this because I know she's going to do a good job. But getting help is going to be essential. And so you're making a choice even by sending your question in. If you didn't want to hear it, and you didn't want to step into that kind of growth and trying to move forward. You know, we got to own what we did. It isn't who we are. And then we try to work through this. Now, people don't know this, but he has already called me and we've begun work together and um, a lot of progress. But for you guys listening, um, I want um, Fern to just kind of like this happens. People call us out of nowhere and they feel like they've just, they're not worthy of moving forward. And so what are your thoughts here for, for other people in this situation listening? Yeah. <clears throat> so I want to address this gentleman, but people that have done things they're not proud of in general. Okay. So yes, I, I agree with you, Nikki, that the fact that you're owning it is step one. You know, that you said, you know, I, I, I did something wrong. I shouldn't have done this. That's step one. 
I would encourage you to listen to um, yourself and what prompted the behavior. What in you is eating away, um, bothering you, upsetting you, hurting you, um, painful within you that needs healing, that needs attending? Because obviously you did a behavior that you don't feel good about. So where is that coming from in you? And then can you do some healing around that? If, if you can't do that yourself, if you can't do that with a minister, if you can't do that through coaching, um, you might need a therapist to help you through that. Um, but it's attending to that part in you. Um, and then, of course, learning to forgive that part of you. And then you need to go make amends to the people in your life. What do they need you to do to regain trust? to regain that relationship. Ask them what they need. What can you do for them? They will know, they will sense that you've done your own healing, that you don't need to continue that behavior, whatever that was. They will know inside that you've done your work so that they can trust you again. But you do need to ask for their trust. You do need to ask for their forgiveness. What can you do? Um, and, yeah. you, you know, this is a spiritual show. Take it to God. You mm -hmm. know, just know that this can be righted, you know, and um, mm -hmm. so that's, that's what I would recommend. This yeah, that, I really like that. All of that advice. Um, I, I love that you said, take it to the, the people. Um, you know, I, you probably have this when I coach with people and, and I'm just presuming um, by this note here, I know the whole story, but you know, one might think that there was infidelity. And it is not uncommon that um, I have this happen and they want me to work with both of them and they're in different places. And so we really like this person is not ready to hear that I'm sorry. Like they've been hurt so bad. They, they're not ready. And that's okay too. And so just moving, they still out of respect need told it. And there will be a day when sort of it's received. And, you know, we each have our own things that we're working on. We're, we're each perfectly imperfect. But I love that she brought that up too. Yeah, okay. there's another technique I might recommend. Yeah. Um, in our spiritual coach training, we have a life coach training. We have a spiritual coach training. Mm -hmm. A candle, and I'm going to give you the simplistic um, thing that you can do. It's more complicated than this. Is you can light a candle uh -huh. for this person, for your mate, let's say. Yeah. And you can see their pain. Mm -hmm. and you can visualize something shifting. Like, let's say there's a darkness in a, a like a... Um, Let's say they're angry. You can see a fire and you can bring a, a blanket to comfort it. You can bring water to comfort it and you can start visualizing this. Mm -hmm. And it's kind of like a holy ceremony you do with this person um, that's in the quiet, in the peace. And so mm -hmm. that something like that can also be very helpful. Yeah, I really like that. I mean, it lends well to like meditating and thinking on this um, healing and stuff that's happening. Um, that's really good. I I like this coaching practice that I do too called Inside Out. And we touched on it once before, but it's so good. And you can print it off um, my website. But, you know, this is where you kind of put on your old self and you put it on your or take off your old self and you put on your new self and just kind of mentally it's a recognize and replace and so when you're in this where you see this badness that you've done just not living in that and if you're able to recognize it's there but then replace it it doesn't mean you've replaced it but your thoughts then go to what you know is true and right and so yeah I just want you guys to go back print that off we don't have time to get into it too much right here but let's move on I think that was very good let's move on to the next question Gotta find it here. Okay, ready? 
<laughs> so this is Megan. So Megan says, I feel like I'm a hypocrite. I have a pretty good life. I love God and he has helped me much. I do things you've been talking about. I read the Bible. I pray and ask for forgiveness. The only thing I struggle with is when I see other people that are unhappy, miserable, negative, and mean. It's like I run out of patience for them or I am hugely disappointed in them. Even family or close friends, maybe more so disappointed with them, which to me makes sense. And I'm going to um, quick go over this. We have time. So I'm going to go over this effect thing again to get it in your minds and get you guys used to it. And I liked Megan's. I picked hers out because it's the opposite. The last time we used the coaching tool, the perfect effect, um, we used it on ourselves. And this time we're going to use the perfect effect when you need to use it on somebody else. So having compassion and grace for someone else in their journey, kind of respecting where they're at. You know, we all are on this path, you know, and so we've got to find some of this. And I'm kind of wondering even if Megan, I wish she could message me because I wonder if she's a coach or something because maybe not, but just it seems almost like working with people, it's frustrating for her, but maybe it's just in personal life. So let's look at this E-F-F-E-C-T effect. So the E is evaluate, just like Fern was saying in the beginning, look, you know, self-evaluate, become self-aware, but evaluate. So when you do this with yourself, you know, you're kind of looking at how you got here. You know, was it a major life incident that got you in this place where you don't have a lot of self-love or you're feeling imperfect? Um, was it maybe a life circumstance, like the way you were born, raised and brought up and stuff? Or was it maybe the worldly standards and you're listening to too much of what everyone else is telling you about yourself? So now for this person, where are they? Did they have something that happened to them? Did they have some life circuit? Were they raised a certain way? Really knowing their story is a good place to start, Megan. And then the F is find truth. And so we need to remember if we see ourselves this was the very first section of this book as perfectly imperfect, like Psalm 139, where we were handcrafted by God, perfectly made and woven. So if we can see ourselves that way, understanding that whoever these other people are, they're, they're God's children too. And they're just doing their best in the world. They were made perfect by God. And, you know, we screw up and things build. And we, again, have people bringing us up one way. We learn behaviors, all sorts of stuff. The F, feeling like you want more. Do you, does this person want more? Do they want to live here? Are they comfortable? Do they know no different? Or do they want more? Because sometimes if you see someone you're frustrated with, they've maybe living in this bad place and they're not happy and things, maybe they don't want to be there. And tapping into some compassion we have can kind of help us see them in a different light. And then the E is the effective plan. We're going to be really getting deep into this the next four chapters of the book. But the perfect plan um, recognize and replace is what we kind of start to talk about. What, what did we used to do? What can we do to move forward in, in greatness? And, and how can we tap into all these things? We're almost done. And then C, combat. So combat is where we Philippians 4.8 or we neuroplasticity it. And so we get our minds around everything and people that are positive and co coaches, counselors, therapists, that pastors that can help us. And we fill ourselves with that everything that is true and right and noble and praiseworthy and excellent. We think about these things. We don't get stuck in what the world's telling us. And, and the last thing that I want to talk about this 
combat, when you're around people that are sort of so negative, it's getting to you, so unhappy, it's getting to you, remember that you have an armor you can put on. And I love that verse. It's Ephesians 6, 10 through 18. Finally, be strong in the Lord and his mighty power. Put on your armor of God so that you can take your stand. It's a belt of truth. You don't believe lies. It's a breastplate of righteousness. So you don't need to live in your past places. You don't need to live in that. You've, you, you know, we got Jesus for that. You put on your boots for readiness of peace. You can find peace. You can find peace. You put on your shield of faith. You believe that God is going to work in them. You believe that. You pray for it and you believe it and you find this place. You have faith in that. And then the helmet of salvation, the helmet of salvation. Do you know you want that for them? So instead of your focus being on, they need to be happy around you, they're sucking the life out of me and all this stuff, start praying that they get salvation. They get in a place that's, that's good for them. And the very last thing, the T, so E-F-F-E-C-T, the T is test. And Romans 12, 2 is my company's verse. And that's, you know, being ready to, you don't test God, you test the will. You be transformed by the renewing of your mind and you step out into it. So that was a lot. And we have time left for Fern. So yeah, I mean, honestly, this Megan, you (laughs) know, yeah, hypocrite and just feeling like she's bad. Okay. So yeah, you address many great points, Nikki. So I'm not going to address those. I'm going to address a few other things for my understanding of people. Yeah. So when we judge other, other people, um, it's an externalized critic. And I talked about the critic before. It's um, something we're judging in somebody else. So I would invite you, and this might feel a little uncomfortable, to see what's triggering you about them. What's yeah. making you feel uncomfortable? Because when people push our buttons and you go, that's bad, that's wrong, you know, is it something you're afraid of being? Um, so I would look at what's what's triggering you about about them. What's that's good. Your buttons, you know, and is it some place that you're afraid to be imperfect? Is it some place that you, oh, I can't be like this. And the more that we feel like we have to be a certain way, we just have to, um, the more controlled we feel inside, um, the more we judge others. So it's, it's part of letting your, yourself breathe. It's also accepting other people's imperfections, you know, really being in a state of forgiveness that, you know what, everybody's going to have stuff, everybody. And what I do when people are demonstrating certain qualities, let's say you have somebody, you're on the road and that person's experiencing road rage, you know, and they're cutting you off and, you know, they're nasty to you or whatever, that person needs love. That person needs compassion. They're in pain. So remember that their behavior, if it's, if it's an off behavior, is a cry for love, is telling you that they're in pain. You know, this is a very stressful world that we live in. People go through so much uh, in their lives now. Um, you know, between family, society, our world is very intense and crazy right now. Yeah. People don't know what to do with that. No. People are reacting left and right. Yeah. So I got to stop you a second. We're running out of time. Okay. I want them to hear everything, but I love how you're almost ending with a heart of compassion for the other person. Yes. But so that is an excellent place to leave. And Fern, I'm so glad you got in on this call. And please tell everyone real quick how they can get a hold of you and to your company. And there's links to the side of this. 
Yes, it's www.lifepurposeinstitute.com, lifepurposeinstitute.com. And there's a Facebook page. Yes, Yes. there's a Facebook page, and they can call us at 858-484-3400, 858-484-3400. All right. Being with you here today, Nikki. and Thank you so much. What you're up to these days. Thank you so much. Everyone, head to my Facebook page, like it, and I will talk to you next week on Living Life Within the Sweet Spot. Thank you, Fern. Thank you. Thank you for tuning into Living Within the Sweet Spot. Please join your host, Nikki Klegel, next Wednesday at 7 a.m. Pacific Time, 10 a.m. Eastern Time on the Voice America Empowerment Channel. Until our next program, invite abundance into your life and live a happier, fuller, and more successful life than ever before.